When a few weeks ago, I began to think about preaching for this particular Christmas Eve, my first thought was that perhaps Charles Dickens would provide my opening line, bah, humbug. But that was a few weeks ago, before the latest surge in COVID cases, before we had over 325,000 Americans dead from the virus, and nearly 1,700,000 new cases in the past week, plus the 1,700,000 people who died worldwide. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but even with vaccines, nearly miraculous vaccines on their way, bah humbug doesn't seem quite adequate. Of course, the other problem is that although I actually love Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, it all comes round right at the end because a single person, Ebenezer Scrooge, finally comes to his senses, albeit with the help of some past, present, and future spirits. And then, having come to his senses, he does the right thing. Several things, actually. He pays Bob Cratchit a living wage, and so Tiny Tim, though still crippled, is no longer going to die. He gives generously to the charities he's previously shunned and delights in wishing absolutely everyone a Merry Christmas. Turns out to be enough to transform an entire town, just like one of those Christmas villages with lights in every window. Living wages, generous philanthropy, good cheer. Trust me, it's a start. We could do worse than that, and we often have. It's certainly my prayer that this coming year, we each do what we can, all that we can, to support one another, both those we hold close, and maybe especially those we don't know. My prayer, too, is that as a nation, we each and together begin the work to recover from the pandemic and to recover from the inequity, the inequality, and the divisions that plague us and that this COVID plague has made ever more visible. I pray for all of that and commit myself to that work. Join me. But more important than any of that, Christmas comes bearing the news that we are not the answer. Not the answer 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, not the answer in Charles Dickens' Victorian England, not the answer now in New York City or wherever it is we call home. Christmas comes not to proclaim that we can or should do better, though many of us can and should do better, but to announce a greater, harder truth. We cannot save ourselves. 
we cannot save ourselves. Most of us have to face that somewhere along the way, but we spend a lot of time pretending it's not so. But we cannot save ourselves. But God accompanies that announcement with good news of unimaginable and great joy that the Savior of the world has come, born into our midst, born unto us. His name is Jesus. I know it seems absurd on its face. How can a baby, helpless, dependent, tucked into a feeding trough, be the answer to the hopes and fears of all the years, as one preacher deftly put it? Precisely because the Savior comes into this world just as we do, helpless and dependent. The Savior we need, the God we have, is one who understands the fragility at the heart of human life, the fragility that COVID has made far more evident than we would choose but that is perfectly apparent to anyone who has placed a name on the list for memorial flowers, to anyone who is living with a dark diagnosis, to every family of color who sends its children into the world with hope laced with fear, to everyone alone and lonely this night born into a world we know. Jesus will also grow into a world equally easy to recognize. He will learn, for example, from his earliest days that for the Romans who occupy Israel, those governors, those emperors, those centurions, his Jewish life does not matter. A star-strewn sky on the night of his birth was beautiful, but its glow was just a foretaste of the true light that was being born into the world that evening. Its radiance in Jesus' hands blessed and transformed the lives of those he ministered to, the forgiven sinners, the healed sick, the fed hungry, the welcomed outcasts. Every act of forgiveness, healing, feeding, and welcome, a revelation that every person matters to God. And each miracle, a sign of what God intends for us all. The light shone in the darkness. But lest we fail to grasp the depth of God's love for us, Jesus did one more thing. He chose to die, just as we do. He let the world do its worst, and our worst is grim indeed. When death came to Jesus as a young adult, his was just one among thousands in Jerusalem that season. Jesus journeyed from the manger to the cross, from birth to death, 
those brackets enclosing each of our lives. But God was not done. Jesus rose from death and we received the assurance that the brackets that constrain us have been shattered and eternal life is God's sure promise. The love God embodied in that babe in a manger proves to be the love that holds us even beyond death. Knowing what God has done, what then shall we do? Well, here Scrooge is of some help. Pay fair wages if we are the ones who pay them. Give generously if we have any ability to give. Offer cheer unstintingly and allow ourselves to receive such things if they are what we need. But in all things, let us boldly proclaim, heralding like angels and shepherds, that what we do, our giving and our receiving, we do because Christ lives in us. On its own, what we do will never be enough. But as Christ dwells in us, we may find our say, ourselves able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. We may see straw begin to shine like gold. We might see dying embers blaze into flame. Thus can we welcome Christmas, knowing Jesus blesses us, every one. Merry Christmas.